makes a difference between borrowing a sukkah and borrowing the lulav and the esrig. To borrow a sukkah, the Gemara says that you are allowed to borrow somebody else's sukkah and your yaitzah with that sukkah. But when it comes to a lulav and esrig, it says, no, the Torah says, mishalachem lakachtem lachem, you have to take for yourself, meaning it has to belong to you, and a borrowed lulav and esrig is not, uh, you can't be yaitzah. And therefore, today, when we want to lend somebody else our, our lulav and esrig, we give it to them as a gift on the condition that they return it. But lending it to them will not allow them to be yaitzah the mitzvah. How do we know the difference? Because by sukkah it says, So therefore, lacha would seem to indicate that it has to be yours. But since the pasuk also says, Kola Ezrach, Every uh, citizen of the Jewish people should sit in the sukkah. The Gemara learns from this that the truth is that every Jew is fit to be sitting in the same sukkah. All Jews could be sitting in the same sukkah and be yaitzah. Obviously, then that you could borrow someone else's sukkah because it can't belong to everybody. So, then what does lacha mean? What does it mean it should be yours? It means that it's not allowed to be stolen. If you steal somebody else's sukkah, you can't be yaitzah. But if you lend it to someone, you, if you borrow the sukkah, you could be yaitzah with that sukkah. Whereas by Lulav and Esig, it says, Lakachtan Lachem, and it has to be yours, and a borrowed one is not, you're not yaitzah. The Alter Rebbe in Zhukhan says that a borrowed sukkah is considered shaloy mamish. Since the person gave you permission to use it, it's yours literally. Not that we consider it as, as if it was yours, but he says that it's yours literally. Shaloy mamish. So the question still remains, what is the difference between a lulav and an esrig that where we don't say shaloy mamish, and if it's borrowed it's not good enough, and by sukkah we do say that. And perhaps we could say that since the Pasuk says, uh, reveals to us that every Jew is permitted to sit in the same sukkah, perhaps what the Torah is trying to tell us is that in regards to sukkah, a borrowed sukkah is considered yours. What would be the explanation for that? Whereas, by, of course, by a lulav and esrig, it's not so. Why would a sukkah, a borrowed sukkah, be considered yours? We could explain that since the idea of sukkah is that you have to be in the sukkah as if this is your permanent residence. Dirose kva. You make that into your permanent residence. So when a yid is lending his sukkah to someone else, he's lending it to him for that purpose to make it into his permanent residence. Therefore, the, the, the parameter of a sukkah says that the sukkah has to belong to you as your permanent residence, and therefore that's the condition of lending it to someone. Whereas if you, the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrig, it's not a condition in, in the Lulav and Esrig that you're making this permanently yours. That isn't what a Lulav and Esrig the mitzvah of a lulav and esrig is. And therefore, lending it to someone doesn't make it his because the mitzvah itself doesn't require, the essence of the mitzvah doesn't require that. Whereas by, by sukkah, it, the essence of the mitzvah requires that. 
but a little to explain it more al pichsidus the difference between the lulav and the esrig and the sukkah. Looking at the three uh, yamim tayvim of Tishrei, which are Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, there are three things. Chassidus discusses that there are three levels in the these yamim tayvim which express the connection between the Yidden and Hashem. There is starting from the deepest level. There is uh, st- we'll start from the other le- from the other le- starting from the lower level. There is the mitzvah which is connected to that yomtiv. So for Rosh Hashanah, that is of course the blowing of the shofar. On Yom Kippur, that is the mitzvah of fasting and um, tshuva, the idea of tshuva. Then there is a deeper connection which is expressed by the fact that these are these two days. We're going to start with Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and then we'll get to Sukkot. That these two days are both part of a seresimei tshuva. So in other words, it's defined by the idea of tshuva. And then there is, what is the essence of the day express? So by Rosh Hashanah it expresses tamlichuni aleichem, that the Eden ask Hashem to become, uh, that He should become our King, that He should once again agree to become our King. And by Yom Kippur, that is the idea of the very essence of the day brings atonement. Not through tshuva, but through the essence of the day. So the mitzvah of the Yom Tev, that defines a relationship between Hashem as the Yidden as two separate entities. There is Hashem and there is the Yidden, and they, it takes a mitzvah to connect the Yid to Hashem. Then there is a deeper connection, which we find in Tshuva, that even though a Yid may have violated his connection to Hashem through doing an Avera, but since there is a higher connection which is expressed through Tshuva, we can repair even the broken relationship which happened because of an Avera. And then there is the, express, the uh, connection which is expressed through Tamlechuni Aleichem, and also Yitzumashal Yom Mechaper, the essence of Yom Kippur atones, because it, the, on this level there is no difference between Hashem and the Yidin. We are bound up in Hashem regardless of what happens because we are one entity and therefore the, that is the meaning of why is it that a Yid asks Hashem to be the king he hasn't, he's not our king at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah he hasn't agreed yet for another role to another year of being the king why do we ask for that because we are driven by the fact that we are essentially one and therefore we must have him as being the king and the same with the that comes from the fact that the Yidin and Hashem are one and therefore it demands that they should be forgiven for all of their sins. Now, in the relationship that is expressed by mitzvahs, there would by definition be differences between how one Yid is connected to Hashem and how another Yid is connected to Hashem because each, every Yid does mitzvahs on their own level, in their own way and therefore it's based on how you do your mitzvah, that is the uh, amount of connection that you have to Hashem, the depth of connection that you have to Hashem. But when it comes to tamlichuni aleichem, to declaring Hashem the king, just like in the coronation of a flesh and blood king, at the coronation there is no difference between the greatest minister and the, the most basic commoner. Everyone asks for the same thing. They all declare the king to be the king. And there is no difference. Now these three differences that we spoke about in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur found in Rosh Hashanah and also found in Yom Kippur 
in a general way we could say that each level relates to a different yomtiv is expressed mostly in a different yomtiv the highest level, the deepest level is what Rosh Hashanah is about as for instance Reb Sadiagon says he gives many many explanations about the mitzvah of Shoifer and what the reason is and what the meaning is but he says ultimately it, the most important is that we declare Hashem the King through the blowing of the Shoifer so Rosh Hashanah is about declaring Hashem the King Yom Kippur is obviously connected to Tshuva that's the, uh, the theme of Yom Kippur and Sukkot has all those mitzvahs which the Gemara says is what defines the Yom Tov of Sukkot after Yom Kippur one has no time to sin because we're so busy getting together the mitzvahs of the, of the Yom Tov and so on so the, the Sukkot is defined by the mitzvahs when we speak about the mitzvahs of Sukkot, what is the central mitzvah of the mitzvah of the Yom Tov Sukkot? Would obviously have to be the mitzvah of Sukkot, as the pasuk says repeatedly. Repeatedly referring to the Yom Tov as a, a whole as the Chag Sukkot, not that the sukkah is one of the details of that, of that Yom Tov one of the mitzvah of the Yom Tov it is the central mitzvah of the Yom Tov when it comes to the Arba Aminim the Arba Aminim it just says on the first day of sukkahs you should take the four Minim in other words that it's a detail in the Yom Tov but what defines the Yom Tov is certainly the, the mitzvah of sukkah then it goes on to after the Arba Minim it talks about the mitzvah of Simcha there's another mitzvah in the uh, of Sukkot which is Simcha so based on that we could say that the mitzvah of Sukkah relates to the idea of Tam Lichuni Aleichem to the essential connection that exists between Hashem and the Yidin in which they are one and not separate that have to come together and then there's the mitzvah of Lakachtum Lachem the Arba Minim which is meant to express the atonement of Yom Kippur, as the Gemara says, that when the Yidin walk out with a lulav in their hand, they show that they were uh, victorious in the judgment, and therefore Hashem has atoned for all their sins. So the mitzvah of lulav and esrik, that is the expression of the atonement that we receive on Yom Kippur. And then there is the simcha, which by a Yid, simcha means simcha shal mitzvah. So in other words, that the mitzvah of sukkahs, which is expressed which is defined by Simcha, is the expression of mitzvahs, the relationship that a Yid has with Hashem based on performance of mitzvahs. So in other words, within the mitzvahs of Sukkah, we also see the same three differences that we find within each Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The difference between Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and in the mitzvahs of Sukkot, we also find those three differences the essential connection, the connection through uh, tshuva, and the connection through mitzvahs. And this can explain why the difference between sukkah, the mitzvah of sukkah, and the, the tilus of dalad minim, in regards to whether it has to be yours or it can be borrowed as well. When we talk about a sukkah in which every Jew is considered to be essentially bound up with Hashem, because of the, the uh, whatever sukkah accomplishes that it brings everybody together into one sukkah and it brings out that there is no difference between any Jew and another Jew whatever one Jew is another Yid is the same thing and therefore if you own it 
he owns it. If he owns it, you own it. And therefore, even if you borrowed it from someone, there is no difference between the two of you. Only if somebody were to steal a uh, a sukkah, so then you would have disrupted the unity that exists. If you disrupt the unity, then you can benefit from it. But as long as you don't disrupt it, it is yours just like his. But when it comes to the Lulav and Esri, we don't we find that the unity is only based on the idea of Tshuva, in which there is certain differences between different Yidin, even though we are united through Tshuva, it is a high level of connection between the Yidin as well. <clears throat> Therefore, if you borrow it, there is still a difference between you and the other Yid. As we see, for instance, in the mitzvah of Lulav and Esri, it is a mitzvah which is meant to bring together the, the different types of Yidin, but they still remain as different types. Otherwise, you need four minim in order to be able to do the mitzvah. So it talks about unity, but it still has each person defined separately. That's why borrowing is not enough of a... There isn't enough unity in Lulav and Esrig that borrowing should be yours like the other person's.